There you go. Let's get a photo of you and me podcast. All right, ready? Smile. Hi, and welcome to Filmmakers Compass Podcast, a show where we discuss movies and, well, more movies. So <laughs> I hope you guys are all trapped in and, and ready for some film discussion. We're back, and after the response we had to last week's show, CP, I am super stoked. I am psyched to be back. Before we start, we got to call it out just so everybody knows our audio is going to be trash this week. For those of you in SoCal, you know that, well, right now temperatures are somewhere between Tatooine and the surface of the sun. So <laughs> we did not cut our AC and we're still dying, but we're not turning well, it off because you'd actually see two people die on a podcast. I was literally like, if I shut it off, I'm going to have visible sweat. I will sweat for this show, but I don't know if everybody wants to see like my pit stage. We all appreciate <laughs> your attractive. dedication, D-Man. That is commitment to your craft, and I thank you for it. Listeners, if you guys do want to see me suffer on behalf of the show, we can make that happen. I figured people would be like, nah, I don't I don't need to see D-Man burning alive. But hopefully you can bear with us while we bear through this heat wave, and we're still bringing you the next episode of the show. Now, while we kick this one off, we are actually changing something at the top. So excited. We are bringing shout outs to Filmmaker's Compass podcast. He has told me every day since we recorded last how he's so excited about the list of shout outs he has to make. For all of our listeners, I just held up my iPad, which has my notes from all the comments and all the responses we got from all of you. And I can't tell you how much it just energizes me and gets me amped up because I love the dialogue with our listeners. And it's a big part of why I like doing podcasts. I'm really pumped. These are the first shout outs we're doing on Filmmaker's Compass. So CP, are you ready? I have right. been comment, ready for a week. Comment number one comes from Greg Thompson. So shout out Greg at Rookmania2014. He says, if it does, I will call it a bigger upset than Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson, but I at least hope they make me want to watch the next episode. Referring to, of course, Rings of Power. I think his expectations were maybe uh, tempered. I'm not sure why, because that trailer was really cool. But <laughs> Greg, if you want to fill us in, hopefully after watching episodes one and two, you actually do enjoy the show and you made it to episode two. Fair audience. We'll definitely be talking about it a little bit this episode, but we're going to really dive into the Rings of Power in our third or fourth episode here. You know, this isn't a Lord of the Rings podcast, so we don't want to sour the five people out there that actually hate Lord of the Rings. Next up on shout outs, Ryan Weinzettel. So I got to give a big shout out to Ryan Weinzettel. What's up, Weinzettel? I also used to host another podcast called Indecisive by Choice. And this guy has been listening to me talk. Well, we've been friends since we were like two. So for a very long time. And Weinzettel, <laughs> I love you, man. And I always love that you take a few seconds out of your day to leave me a comment on something ridiculous I said this week. Thank you so much. Freaking love it. And he actually said, name the person who quoted this phrase. And we're walking for him going back to IVC. That's an inside joke with our old co-host, Matt Helson. For anyone that doesn't know CP, you do know Matt Helson. Unfortunately. And you have very strong opinions about Matt Helson. Yeah, he's an <laughs> asshole. Oh, he's an old grump. We'll probably have Matt on the show at some point. So no, I'm sorry. not if I have any say over yeah, this show. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get him on here. So next up, shout out goes to at box office backs. Who says I'm back? Just like in, have you ever seen that, that scene in the office where Michael Scott writes, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And then it says Wayne Gretzky. And then under that, it says Michael Scott. <laughs> 
yes. That's how he did the actual comment. Yeah, He's like, yeah, I'm yeah. back. Michael Jordan at Indy Cal 5. <laughs> uh, that made me laugh. Uh, that had me busting up. Next up, shout out. It goes out to uh, Connor Geary. He just said, nice. That's great news that the show's coming back. Connor, you know we love you too, man. We're just glad that you're tuning in. Hopefully enjoying the episode. So thank you so much for listening. And then listen to this love. This is just great. Brian at TGBTB said, I fucking love this podcast so much. You got me cursing on the show, Brian. And thank you for listening. Glad that you enjoy the show. Brian, I love you. We're glad you're listening. Well, I can only read so many of these. There's so many comments. There's going to be so much dialogue we're having back and forth on social and everything. So I will actually be screening the comments. So make them great. And then I'll, I'll want to read them. <laughs> I can't, I can't read them all. But uh, at the real James Holden said, did anyone actually watch those Hobbit movies? No, he is done referring to Peter Jackson. Glad he isn't involved. So CP, I'm going to throw that, that comment <laughs> over to you. He sounds happy that I didn't watch the Hobbit movie. Sounds like or an angry them. guy. Cut open, he doesn't listen. Bring it, baby. I love it. And then finally, at SD Photo Video, he said, the new Siskel and Ebert, which, thank you, maybe we're starting, you know, episode two, maybe Bert and Ernie. (laughs) (laughs) But Siskel and Ebert, you put us in good company. So thank you, he said, except you guys look good on screen. I'm loving the format and topics. Good on D-Man for confessing. He didn't watch the entire Hobbit trilogy. Not sure about Sean being a liar. Keep up the awesome work. So that's two for not finishing the Hobbit. Now, I don't know if Steven's advocating that I shouldn't finish it but he's definitely i guess applauding my honesty so there's that i wanted to introduce that segment very excited because i like i said i just love going back and forth with the listeners and that's why i love doing shows is uh just the community that it builds and all the uh awesome fun things we'll get to do on this show with you guys as a part of it definitely looking forward to new content now cp i just read a lot and talked for a really long time so I'm going to throw it over to you now. Go ahead and introduce what we're going to be talking about. I actually have a shout out on myself. I just want yes! to give a shout out to DBEX2486. Derek, first of all, thank you for plugging the show when we came back. And you did inspire me. And because of your comment, I think I'm going to go as Judge Dredd this year for Halloween. Thank you, man. That was a good suggestion. Might have to might have to cut the Thor hair. That's if what you, you go comment accurate, if you go like movie accurate for that costume, we might have to do a video where we literally watch you assemble it. Yeah, That'd we'll be- see if I can do it. That would, that would be really cool. So it's coming up October. Shoot. We just hit November. It's Labor Day this last weekend. It's crazy. Uh, we just hit September. Yeah. What did I say? November. Oh, sorry. I'm a little too jacked. <laughs> <laughs> now looking forward, obviously last week, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we spent a lot of time talking about Amazon's Rings of Power. You may have watched the first two episodes. You may not have. The big takeaway from it was 25 million views on the first day. Yeah, that's wild. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And you think this is Lord of the Rings we're talking about here, right? This isn't Stranger Things. This is like a story that most people don't even know. So they have to really give the show a chance. 25 million people. This isn't like, oh, I'm going to go see Fellowship of the Ring because I know it's going to be amazing. Based off some rough numbers here, that's like a $250 million opening day box office, which is That's pretty good. As we said, though, we're not going to dive into it. We're going to wait an episode or two to come back and really evaluate the series once you've had a chance to watch it, once we've got to watch more than two episodes ourselves. And we're probably going to bring on another Lord of the Rings nerd or two to really help us dive into it. Sounds good to me. I don't know what the rest of you did over the weekend. I'm a nerd. I love movies. I went to the movie theater. 
Part of that was because it was National Cinemas Day and AMC and Regal were both showing movies for $3. So I had to go. That's awesome. It was amazing. You got out of this heat. That's another plus. And I went to see Jaws, which, oh my gosh, never seen it on the big screen in my entire life. And it was such an awesome trip. I got to thinking about the times that I've gone in the movies. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week, so I think it's worth bringing it back for this episode. And that's the theater experience. Hollywood has made a lot about the fact that the theater experience is dying. Other people simply think that the ease of streaming is making theatrical experience kind of insignificant. But I thought this was a good time for us to dive into it and maybe reflect back on some of the best movies that we've seen in the theaters. And we'd love your uh, feedback as well, audience. All right. Well, here we go. Two words to kick off this discussion. And that is Top Gun. Top Gun, totally this summer maverick, has reinvigorated people's love of certain styles of movies on the big screen. And it totally is worth it. I went to go see it twice. And the first time I went to go see Top Gun, I was excited for it, but my expectations were low, I guess. Once I was in the theater and they like go on their mission and they do all their stuff, it is totally an experience that you just cannot replicate in your living room. And to those of you out there that do try and you got surround sound and everything, just invite me over. I love movies. So (laughs) I think when you're talking the big screen and what what all that brings to the table, it just cannot be replicated. It's, It's an experience that, you know, maybe there's some people that talk or something in the theater, but... What do you think? Is this a dying business model? I I don't think that it is. And case in point, Top Dunn is a great example. And I think most people who've seen the movie would agree with you. In fact, as of the time that we're recording this podcast, I did check. It is now top more than $1.4 billion and just surpassed Black Panther as the fifth highest grossing movie of all time. That is just so impressive. I get it. It is a sequel, so it's not a wholly unique movie, but it does have the draw power of of Tom Cruise. But this isn't Marvel or Star Wars. And I think that is something that's worthy of applause. You know, I'm not necessarily, we're not going to do a breakdown of Top Gun, but I mean, yeah, like right now, Disney knows this. You slap Marvel or Star Wars or even Disney animated feature, you really, you got a hit. Yeah. Even what was it? I think uh, Rise of Skywalker, the the finale to the Skywalker saga, still grossed a billion dollars. I I can't. (laughs) I, I can't get into Rise of Skywalker. But I mean, let's just say I think a majority of people are actually in agreement. Certain things get review bombed on Rotten Tomatoes. I think this is the true. It was a real review. You know, it's just that bad. (laughs) Still made a billion dollars. And that's like that is so much money. There is a demand. I mean, case in point, as I said, I was at the theater this weekend. It was packed. It kind of is a little bit of two things going on. One, everything is built around the tentpole films that people are drawn to see. And I think we've had this conversation. When you really start doing the math on tentpole films between the DC films, the Marvel films, the Star Wars films that come out during a typical year, that's almost once a month that the major studios are drawing you out to see a movie. Yeah. Once a month, they've already said, hey, if you're an engaged moviegoer, we're expecting your butt in a seat. One of the problems with that is that doesn't leave a lot of opportunity for the average moviegoer to go check out things that aren't tentpole films. Fair enough. I will say, uh, obviously, ticket prices have gone up, but I bet $3 helped. That's a lot less than new movie experience. I mean, do you remember the last time that movie tickets were $3? Like, I can't even, I don't even think in my lifetime I remember that. No, and I, I guess what I'm getting at is when you look at ticket prices rising, I also do think that 
correspondingly, the theater experience has gotten a little bit better. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but out here in California, you can go to the theater and sit in a recliner and they'll give, they'll bring you a beer and a quesadilla if you want. Do you remember when they invented stadium seating? Yeah, like that was our era. Everyone was like, oh, you know, we should make these seats like tiered. (laughs) Wow, novel idea. But I do think the theater experience has improved. But I think what's fascinating is like for like most movies, you go to a a movie on a Tuesday afternoon, the theater's probably pretty empty. This is why I don't know how they can get it to work, but the whole movie pass setup of come to movies in general so we can get butts and seats. You know, Mm -hmm. what good is an empty theater on a Tuesday? Especially when people are like, "Um, a lot of these movies, first of all, they're not all Top Gun, so they're not necessarily, they don't warrant going to the theaters inherently. can watch it on streaming. And I think a lot of people now, when you look at the cost of movies and then people paying for each of these streaming services, which is wild, Netflix, HBO Max, Showtime, Hulu, Disney Plus, like Amazon Prime. There's like so many streaming services. Is it awesome to have all your content on demand? Of course, but that all adds up. And that itself kind of detracts, I think, from a little bit of people going to the theater because they're like, I am paying for these streaming services, so I should watch shit at home. Yeah. No, I don't think the theater experience is ever going to go away. I don't think it'll die. I think box office receipts often, they do warrant its existence. I'm literally paying you to watch a movie where with streaming and everything else, right, I'm subscribing. Yeah. I'm paying you singularly for one viewing. I think as long as people don't give up on that, we'll set theaters. I think that down the line, we'll see some sort of packaging between restaurants and or bowling alleys and movie theaters to make it the experience that it used to be. Would you be in favor of like slightly increased streaming service price, but that would give you subscription to go to the theater? Instead of paying $8 a month, if I paid 18 for Disney Plus, that also gets me in to go see Disney movies at the theater. Yeah, I'd be game. I want to see everything in the theater, no matter what. I just went and saw a movie from 40 years ago this past weekend, which by the way was awesome. And I can't believe how many people apparently had never seen Jaws because they're screaming and jumping and everyone clapped when he killed the shark, which isn't a spoiler because we did an episode on so <laughs> in a weird way you're talking about the theater experience there's actually a lot of movies that i would love the opportunity to go see with an audience on the big screen that was one of the things i wanted to ask you about what movies have you not been able to see that you would go back if you could an audience you got to chime in on this because this is something we want to get your read on too i would love to see like ghostbusters back to the future jaws Obviously, there's going to be movies that I love that I would want to see on the big screen again. I think number one would be Jurassic Park. Like, I went and saw the new Jurassic World. And I mean, if you experience, which I have multiple times, Jurassic Park in the theater, it is unreal. It's so good. It's a great experience. And then I was fortunate enough for the uh, Star Wars special editions in like 1996, 97. 97. When they they re-released them, you and I might have even actually gone together. Yep. (laughs) Way back in the day. Way back in the day. Getting to see Star Wars, that's my favorite movie. So just getting to see that on the big screen when, you know, I think they even had a commercial that used to air where it literally like in the middle of the screen, it just had a little box and it's playing Star Wars. And it's not a box, TV, but it's playing Star Wars. And then the guy in the background is like, you've only experienced Star Wars one way, like for a whole generation. And then they're like, now coming back to the big screen and like an X-Wing like shoots through and lights up your screen and they're they're in the Death Star trench. And I was like, this is amazing. And this is actually on my TV. <laughs> like they just tricked me right now. And so I finally got to experience that 
on the big screen and it was amazing I, I know why star wars is uh you know the best movie ever made what about you you just saw jaws i'm sure there's some movies that if you went back and you know you're like man i'd love an opportunity to go I've, I've always wanted to see back to the future on the big screen i've done a pretty good job of seeing most of the movies i've wanted to you know raiders Indiana jones die hard terminator 2 the godfather I Jersey Home Alone? Yeah, of course, obviously. <laughs> so I would want to see that. I think that I would love to see like some of the like really old school Scorsese, like Taxi Driver or Goodfellas. Some of those type of movies, you know, just to experience them in the full one, cinematic experience. One that I've always just, I think maybe warrants the cinema is like 2001. Like to get to go to see that on the big screen, different experience than just like having it on. I feel like I'm missing something that is pretty epic. You know, I'd love to go see Lord of the Rings. I did get to see those. That would be fun. I would <laughs> those were be awesome. game to check those out. Not and it's kind of weird that they haven't re-released them. Maybe they did. I don't know. You'd think they would in anticipation of this new show, but could be a missed opportunity. I mean, it's going on 20 years since the since the trilogy was originally released. You'd think that they'd do a 20th anniversary screen. Well, even though like the whole concept of re-releasing old movies, right? What if they were to package the streaming service and then they had showing because they can just collect data they're gonna see what what there is a demand for to go into the theater i don't know i just i feel like there's a way to get people going to the movies mm. these services need not compete i want to watch movies yeah <laughs> i think we all do there's certain elements to each of them that, that big screen on demand whatever but i feel like if they if they could just find a way to like work together i think the the problem with movie pass if you ever read their history they were so combative with theaters. You'd think that they'd want to be good partners, but instead they were trying to be like, no, you have to give us like these rates or these deals. Theaters kind of scoffed at it. They're like, no, this doesn't really do anything for us. You're like, it's getting people here though. And then we'll just like figure the rest out. They didn't work together. Well, my issue is always when you look at the re-releasing of films in the theater, it seems like it's only limited to art house theaters or discount theaters. The mainstream Regals, AMCs typically don't show movies yeah. that have already played at, a, at like a second or third run. And I always thought that was weird because I would think that if AMC did like a throwback Thursday where you could catch an old movie for five bucks, I would go. I mean, so I just I? proved it. I did it this weekend. You know, yeah, it was three, three bucks. Big difference. Oh, you're right. Five <laughs> bucks is too, too rich for my blood. I totally get it because the, what they're doing is they're kind of like making those the bargain bin movies. You're, mm -hmm. you're not giving it premium feel. Like yeah. it should be like an experience and throwback Thursday could also like you said you could tie in local restaurants and different things for like date night packages and like all this stuff these guys got to get more imaginative dude seriously or i don't know maybe they're complaining but they're really just fine with the amount of money they make because <laughs> that could be it at the end of the day like the noodle has not moved enough yet for them to be like now we got to change our ways it just seems like there'd be so many fun things you could do with movie theaters and just tying everything together I don't and it blows my mind that it hasn't happened to the extent that we would have thought that it would. So something I want to ask you now is this. Obviously, right. you have seen a lot of movies. I know there's a lot of movies that you want to see. What are the three best theatrical movie experiences you have ever had? I'm going to go in this order. Jurassic Park, Top Gun's up there now. I'm going to go Avengers Endgame. I was going to pick Inception. It's a deeper like cinematography. I think some of the Marvel movies can be a little flat on the big screen, but in terms of sheer epicness and uh, shared experience with everybody in the theater, it was awesome. 
And would you have guessed that one of those three would not be Star Wars? I'm actually totally shocked by that. <laughs> totally shocked. I figured it was going to be Star Wars, Star Wars, and Star Wars. Oh, man. I went and saw Revenge of the Sith at midnight, which was a thing back in the day. You had actually had to be there at midnight. There's not assigned seating, so you have to run down the hall in your Jedi costume and go get your seat. Loved Revenge of the Sith. I actually ended up calling out of school the next day, too, so I could go again. Nice. Which was, uh, that's actually kind of a funny story because I, I had somebody that, <laughs> I had another, I had a friend. I was like, you got to call and be my mom so I can go see Star Wars. <laughs> wow. That's true. Yeah, Star Wars, I don't know. I, I feel like my all-time favorite scene while at the theater is the T-Rex escape in dress Park. Oh, but I, I think now I'm going to say my, like, number two might be the mission in Top Gun. Wow. It was incredible. No, I mean, it's incredible. I just like the fact that you do not have Star Wars as one or two makes me feel like I don't actually know you. You're not yeah, the person I mean, who I thought you were. Oh my gosh, dude. Just picture Duel of the Fates on the big screen. I got to go to that. It was amazing. The pod race. I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm just going to list Star Wars. So we can't do this. No, Avengers Endgame at number three, I think such a shared, everyone in the room, Avengers Endgame was the bigger hype, but I think the more shocking moment was actually in Infinity War when people started disappearing. Our whole theater was like, what? And then they just like cut out and you're like, wow. Dude, that is pretty crazy. Can I just say, I I know it's kind of, it's a little cheesy, but it's 100% earned. Man, the moment when that portal opens and Sam's like on your left. And then you know this is all going right where we think it is, and they're gonna about to just kick ass. In the theater was like unlike anything I've ever been a part of. I bet that's what people. I bet that's what people describe the Death Star trench run in original Star Wars. If you'd never seen it, I bet Star Wars was that for a whole generation of people. Which, by the way, Death Star trench scene is actually my all-time favorite scene in a movie. Just FYI. So if you ever want to do movie rankings by scene, that's my number. Well, thanks. Considering I didn't ask at all, I'm really glad that that was the answer that you gave me, D-Man. Appreciate it. What about you? Throw it over to you. Honorable mention, Endgame. And that's just because on opening night, I actually went to see it back to back. I bought two tickets in in the exact same theater in the same seat. So I just went to the first showing and then <laughs> stayed hung around i went to the bathroom and came back and sat down for round two and kind of intense really it's a long movie and it was like six something hours in the theater and I, afterwards i was just like yeah that was a lot of avengers but how um, was it i mean that's kind of a unique experience right so you got to experience that end game scene firsthand you're surprised as everybody else but how was it sitting there watching it with an entire different theater that doesn't know yet how epic this shit is about to get. It was weird because I felt like I was in the know because I was and I'm just like, oh, you guys have no idea what you're in for, right? It's like, going to kick it, in. It was kind of crazy. Okay, so number three for me actually was with you. Uh, we actually went to the Harry Potter and the oh, Goblet yeah. of Fire premiere at a I midnight show. And I did not want to see it because I didn't like the Harry Potter movies, especially. The way that you convinced me to see it was you're like, well, let's just wear costumes. So oh, yeah. you went as Gandalf and I went as Obi-Wan. Yep. So like we walked in and all the nerds loved it because Harry Potter nerds also like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. They do. But it was funny because when we bought our ticket, the guy's like, no, you guys can't come in. And we're like, I I figured it was like a costume thing. And he's like, yeah, because both of those movies are way cooler than Harry Potter. And then I was like, oh, that's funny. (laughs) Listen, you got to wear the attire to the correct movie, at least. I think I was closer with Gandalf. You got the cloak. <laughs> Everyone was like taking pictures and posting them on, on Facebook and stuff with you because that Gandalf I mean, that costume came out, was pretty that awesome. Facebook was probably the only, Facebook and MySpace were probably the only social media Back in the day in town. Yeah. <laughs> Number two for me 
was also going to see Revenge of the Sith because that was at the time we thought the end of Star Wars. And, you know, since we were super little, we were looking forward to it. I actually skipped the last class of the day in April to be the first person in line to buy a ticket to go see Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) That's amazing. And so then obviously after that, I remember leaving school early that day and lining up at the movie theater at like two o'clock in the afternoon and just waiting until the midnight show rolled around. Yeah, people don't know. Like now you just go, you reserve your seat. So that's done. They have like these A-list pass things so you can skip the line to get your concessions. And then they moved all the theater times up. You can go at like 6.30, 7. No. And I remember, and I wore Darth Vader helmet through the movie and it was awesome. But the number one for me, and this is going to be totally random because it's not like a movie that I value in, in any way for its cinematic uh, achievements. It's actually uh, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Oh, wow. Yeah, that <laughs> And is that's a... because in high school, friend Dylan and I, we got together and we said, we're going to make an entire day at the movie. So we actually showed up at 10.30 and awesome. we watched movies all the way until the midnight showing of that and so we ended up doing something like 18 and a half hours of movies that day and it was crazy yeah that's a long time to butt in seat you know because you think movie like you don't really get up and stretch or you gotta sit there you know kind of <laughs> no it was it was crazy for a never, never seen that many uh that many movies in one day it was quite an achievement yeah, me neither what movies have you seen the most in movie theaters all of the prequels yeah times like do you know the movie that you've seen the most times in a movie theater probably revenge of the sith i went to that like six or seven okay fair enough so i think last week we gave a, a shout out to our friend sean i used to go to the movies with him here's a cool story when i was a senior in high school my dad bought me gift cards to go to the movie theater but he bought me like that time i think a movie t- ticket price was like five bucks so he bought me like 52 movie tickets so i could go to one movie a year for free and freaking here's Sean Gaston going with me to all the movies, but he's got to freaking pay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Sean, you know, manned up. Like I said, I went to that one showing of Revenge of the Sith by myself the second time I saw it. You know, I had other friends. They're Star Wars fans, but they're not Midnight Jedi costume Star Wars fans. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you haven't seen it? Let's go. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I like going to the movies with people. For me, it's, it's definitely a social experience. I like going somewhere and getting dinner beforehand. I like going out and grabbing a drink and talking about the movie right after you saw it. I like the whole aspect of the theater experience, which really just, God, D-Man, you just went full circle right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably Revenge of the Sith. And the, all the prequels combined, I don't know. I spent a lot of money at the movie theaters. <laughs> So what about you? The Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith, Jurassic Park and Dune are all like at six. I did end up seeing Top Gun Maverick eight times. Wow. For me, Dark Knight was 10. Okay. Dark Knight. Went to see that with anyone and everyone and a bunch of people who didn't even want to see it. I dragged them to it. That's actually, wow. Dark Knight. Is that the one we were forgetting earlier? (laughs) We were talking about movies. I think I named Inception as a Nolan film. I mean, The Dark Knight is, in my mind, it's still the top comic book movie. That's uh, one of the best movies ever made in my mind. That's another list. <laughs> so, I mean, that was it. I just thought that considering that it was National Cinema Day, we should take a little stroll down memory lane and think about the great times in, in the theaters. They really are some of my favorites. I have gotten dressed up and I've waited in those long lines and it's paid out. The, the best thing about midnight shows is that only occasionally they're not good. If the hype is around the movie, I feel like most of the time, like, you know what you're getting. Sometimes you don't know how great it'll be. But then, like, every once in a while, you get, like, Matrix Revolutions. 
Yeah. Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. And Spider-Man 1 and 2 are so good. Yeah. But yeah, then you get Spider-Man 3 and you're kind of like, all right, let's go home. Such a bummer. Nah, all the good the good times outweigh the bad ones. And that's the best part about, you know, movies, really anything. You take a gamble and it pays off. It's so rewarding because I feel like, man, I'm a, such a great decision maker. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, real quick, did you notice that we're both wearing red? Uh, yeah, we planned that. Did we? I don't think so. I won't tell anybody if you don't. That's weird. I, I don't know. I don't even wear, really wear red ever. Like I chose it because I was like, well, I wore black last episode. So <laughs> I was like, let me uh, let me swap the colors out. We're going to find out how many different colored shirts I have in my closet after 52 weeks. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take us out to all of our listeners. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and be sure to keep the conversations going. Let's get some dialogue going around some of your guys' best movie experiences. Good and bad times going to the theater. Let us know if you love the show, if you want us to endure the heat and sweat it out. Keep the, con- <laughs> keep the feedback coming. Really love it. Now, to do that, you can actually go to filmmakerscompass.com where we have all of our social links and our feed is set up. You can also follow the show at Film Com- Podcast on TikTok, Instagram. We are on YouTube. Full episodes are there, so you don't have to RSS this thing, although we are listed on all major podcast directories and Spotify. So if you can't find us, I feel like that's your problem. (laughs) So yeah, be sure to subscribe, follow along, and uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you another episode next week. (laughs) On that note, thanks for hanging out and talking movies with us, and we will see you back here next week. Keep watching movies.